Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in again today. I'm ending the God and Country series that we were in the last month. I think we've dug that hole deep enough now. So next week, we're going to start looking at the Essential Doctrine series and begin to discuss that doctrine of salvation. We're, We're going to look at the seven elements of that doctrine over the course of the next two months. Those elements are are repentance, faith, grace, regeneration, Uh, justification. We're going to look at adoption and sanctification. And since we're going to look at those, today I thought we'd take a a moment just to look at the need for such godly wisdom. We're going to look at Proverbs chapter 2 and look at some simple if-then wisdom statements. So go ahead and take your Bibles, turn to Proverbs chapter 2, and let's look at these statements by God. While you're turning there, let me uh, begin by explaining what an if-then statement is. Very simply, uh, an, in, an if-then statement is just what it, just what it sounds like. If, if this thing happens, then the resulting action will also happen. Example, you might say, if I cook supper, then you will clean the kitchen. Or if you cook supper, then I will clean the kitchen. Or maybe you'll tell your kids, if you clean your room then I will refrain from beating you around the legs and buttocks. <laughs> That's a simple if-then statement. So in this passage, Solomon, being the, the wisest man to ever live, he records in this book of Proverbs a collection of, of wisdom nuggets that are intended for our, our use. And many of them are written with these simple if-then statements. So we'll begin in Proverbs 2 in just one second. Grab your Bible. This is going to be really, really good. Welcome to The Portable Pastor, a podcast of relevant biblical teaching, linking ancient truth with today's challenges. Each week, Pastor Mike will share God's Word to help you and remind you that God is pro-you. So download the outline from fbcclover.life and get ready to hear today's teaching. Here's Pastor Mike. All right, are you ready? All right, if you got your Bibles open to Proverbs chapter 2, let's look and, and read this proverb. We'll pause along the way for some clarification. Verse 1, my son. He's talking about not his literal child, but Solomon's using the most personal pronoun he can use to get your attention. And since he is speaking to you and sharing God's truth, it is as if God is calling you his child. I love it when God refers to us as his children. It reminds us of our future, of our adoption into his family. It reminds us that we are his. I love that. All right, let's keep going. So this is the first if statement found in verse one. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as hidden treasures. Let's stop right there. Solomon's telling us that we should want the wisdom and the knowledge of God more than anything else. We should see the value in them and do whatever it takes to get wisdom and knowledge. And he tells us that we must truly want it to obtain it. 
In the movie Major Pain, the, the Major sends his ROTC squad to, uh, to steal a trophy from a, a rival school. He told them that if they brought it back to him, he would leave. He would resign his post and quit. And they agreed because they hated the Major and they want him to leave. So right after his squad left on that mission, Major Payne called the rival school and warned them what was happening. He set his squad up. The Major did this to prove a point. This is the conversation he had with one of his cadets following, following the beatdown that his squad endured trying to steal that trophy. Tonight isn't about whether it's fair or unfair. It's about achieving your objective. Did you? Did you even see that trophy? And the cadet says, oh, I saw it. And did you see it? When you saw it, did you want it? Yeah, to get rid of you. Well, that's not what I asked. Did you want it? Well, I wanted it. To own it? Yeah. To deserve it? Yeah. To win it? Oh, yeah. Then let's win it. If you really want it, I'll show you how to earn it. That's one of my favorite movies and one of my favorite scenes in that movie. I can just imagine God saying, do you want my knowledge? Do you want my wisdom to obtain it, to own it, to use it? What God wants to know, are you willing to, to yearn for his wisdom and knowledge? Ask him and, and search for them. Are you going to accept my words, to value my commandments, and, and force yourself to learn them? If so, if you agree to this, hear what God will do. So in verse, in verse 5, we begin to see the verse, then statement. It's, in, it's found in verse 5. Then you understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. The fear of the Lord is, is best understood as respect. And respect is including uh, awe and reverence and even being afraid. All of that's built into respect. Like in the case of how the world sees the U.S. military. When it looks at our technology and our best advanced uh, weaponry, then it, they're in awe. When it, when it sees the size of our trained troops that we can, we can assemble on site very quickly, there is a, there's a reverence there. And if it, if it understands the ability of the U.S. military to bring the pain, oh, that's, that's being afraid. Likewise, when we see superior wisdom, when we feel His overwhelming presence and, and experience His powerful work, we have no other option than to be in awe. No other option than to kneel in reverence and cower in fear. His person, His power, His position... They demand respect. So if you want his knowledge, if you desire his understanding and yearn for his wisdom, if you search for it with all of your heart and value it when you find it, then you're going to learn to respect him because you will now have a personal knowledge of him. Well, why, why is it important for us to aspire for a, a personal knowledge of God? Well, look at verse 6. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of his saints. Why is it important for us to aspire for personal knowledge of God? Because his wisdom, he, he gives it. Don't be deceived. All truth is God's truth. It comes from God. That's why we can glean from anyone. Now, we must... Uh, as one guy says, learn to eat the fish and spit out the bones. But, but we can accept real truth from anyone. Real wisdom comes from God. He gives knowledge and wisdom. Another reason to aspire for the personal knowledge that God offers is because He's reserved it for us. 
It's waiting for us to use. Just like the, the triple 10 fertilizer in your shed, he has bags of, of knowledge nuggets and wheelbarrows of wisdom ready for you to use when the time comes. If you follow his lifestyle, then you will be given the information that you need at the right time to help you in that situation. He promises those reserves will be there for you. A third, third reason we aspire for personal, the personal knowledge of God is that He'll protect us with it. You, don't, you may not even realize this, but godly wisdom protects people. How? Well, if you know His Word, and it says, like, like in Proverbs 13, 20, that the companion of fools comes to harm, then you can avoid that harm by separating yourself from foolish friends. See, it can protect you. We also aspire to know it because He, he will guide us by it. Wise living directs our decisions. Knowledge of a dangerous path will keep us from, from traversing it in our lifestyle choices. He will, watch, he will watch over us too. He will guide us, but He will watch over us. This is intended to be a comfort for us. I always feel better when, when I'm doing a project for the first time, like some woodworking project or some project that involves some, some skill, I always feel better if an experienced person is right there with me. And when you can use God's wisdom, He watches you use it. That's intended to be a great encouragement to you and a comfort to you. Look, if, if we want His knowledge, if we desire His understanding, if we yearn for His wisdom, if we search for it with all our hearts and value it when we find it, there's a second then statement given to us. It's found in verse 9. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path. Now, righteous, justice, and equity is what John MacArthur calls the ethical triad. You know, and that comes from, uh, a, this is a repeating of what's found in, in Proverbs chapter 1, verses 2 through 3, to know wisdom and instruction, to understanding words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, and then it, it includes the triad, in righteousness, in justice, in equity. It's the, the total ethical walk of mankind. Righteousness is morality. Justice is fairness, and equity is, is, is impartiality. All of these things make up the ethical life of a, of a wise disciple, and it leads us down good paths. So if we desire, search, and value His wisdom, then we're more likely to live out this ethical triad of righteousness, justice, and equity. Well, you might ask, how, how can that be? Well, look at verse 10. For wisdom will come into your heart, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you. Why will you be able to perceive every good path like we read in verse 9? Why will we be able to avoid the bad ones? Well, because we'll have heart smarts. According to this passage, your heart, and they understood that as... You know, your mind, the, the hub where your, your thoughts and your passions and your decisions come from. It's your conscience, all of that. Your heart will feed good, wise information to your brain, and your brain will make good decisions. You have heart smarts, according to this, this passage. This also is true, it can be, for another reason. You, you, will, you will enjoy wielding knowledge. This will be fun for you. 
You can take pleasure, this passage says, in being righteous. Now, I'm not talking about arrogance. I'm not, refer, I'm not referring to the I told you so kind of thinking. I'm referring to a quiet pleasure. In other words, you won't want to rub it in, although you might get that little I told you so smirk on your face. You're going to feel joy in yourself about being wise. You will even begin to be able to have a, a sustainable, positive outlook on your future. You will have the ability to discern and navigate life correctly, according to this passage. With godly wisdom, you can see what will happen following your choices. And because of the spiritual ability, uh, you, can, you can begin to choose better outcomes based on what they will end up in in the future, based on your, your choices. So, so far in this chapter, we've learned that if we... If we want His knowledge, if we desire His understanding, if we yearn for His wisdom, if we search for it with all our hearts and value it when we find it, then we'll be able to respect God, we'll be able to obtain His knowledge, be able to make smart life choices. Well, how will this play out in our lives? And He gives us some specific situations that this is going to help us with. Look in verse 12. Delivering you from the way of evil from men of perverted speech, who forsake the paths of uprightness, to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perverseness of evil, men whose paths are crooked, and who are devious in their ways, from the adulteress with her smooth words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house sinks down to death, and her paths to the departed." No one or none who go to her come back, nor do they regain the paths of life. This passage, this part of this chapter, tells us that wisdom will help us avoid the persuasion of evil people. You, you can avoid people who tempt you to sin, like those who, who, who tempt you to talk about perverted things. Now, here, here's a true statement. We usually voice what we continually ponder. Listen to that again. We usually voice what we continually ponder. Focusing on God's wisdom, on His knowledge, will keep us from thinking about half-truths or untruths or even twisted truth, which is the definition of perversion, by the way. Lost people want to talk about pseudo-love, not real love, and worldly equality, not spiritual equality. There's so much talk of alternative love relationships and half-true earthly origins, and they want you to embrace these false teachings laced in these slight truths or twisted truths. Well, listen, wisdom will help you avoid being swayed by such conversation. You can also avoid people who tempt you to take dark paths. I mean, that's what it says here. It, it, I mean, evil people want you to sneak around behind God's back. They want you to wander off the well-watched paths. If they say that they're your friends, you need to test that. Ask them to walk in righteousness with you. Ask them to go down the well lit righteous path with you and see what happens. See if they are the wisest choice in friends. This wisdom will also help us from being tempted by people who rejoice in sin. There are, there are, 
There are people who really love to sin. I mean, let's face it, sin can be fun. They, these people, they work all week to have the time and the money just to have fun with sinful things on the weekends. They absolutely live for and love sin. We Christians hate sin. We mind ourselves sin every once in a while, but the difference is we hate it and we fight it and we regret it when we do. Listen, godly wisdom supports his view on sin, and so we will be able to say no to those who would tempt us to rejoice in sin. We can also avoid people who tempt us to commit adultery, according to these verses. The Bible defines adultery as any sexual thought or action, including anyone other than your spouse. If you're not married, sex isn't intended for you until you get married. If you are married, sex and thoughts of sex with anyone outside of your marriage, that's not for you. That isn't something that you're to think about. There are those who would have you believe that there's nothing wrong with those actions, that it's just a physical action. There's no consequences to it. Well, godly wisdom will remind you of his thoughts on that subject. And and you can be encouraged to avoid people who think that way when you focus on the wisdom and the knowledge of God. But you can also avoid people who tempt you to forget your relationship with God. This is is the ultimate tool of the world. This is the ultimate tool of the demons in the world. If they can cause you to forget truth, to forget wisdom, to forget your promises that you made before God, that He's not even present... Then, then you are one step away from a poor choice. And there's nothing in the world, there's nothing that this world can offer you that will encourage you to pull away from sin. Wisdom, and wisdom alone, godly wisdom will remind you that God is close and that you made a commitment to Him. This wisdom can also help you avoid people who tempt you to sink back into the mire of sin and death. You got to remember where you came from. You got to remember your old spiritual stomping grounds. Well, they, they weren't really stomping grounds at all. You were stuck in what one of my grandkids calls the muddy mud. Listen to Psalm 40, verses 1 through 3. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire, and he set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. This is what wisdom does. It reminds us of where we were, and it causes us to never want to go back there again. Now, This passage, I mean, it covers some real-life situations that evil people will attempt to drag you into. Having the, the knowledge of God, the wisdom of God, can help you to avoid these people. So remember, if we want His knowledge... If we, if we desire His understanding, if we yearn for His wisdom, if we search for it with all our hearts and value it when we find it, then we will respect God. Then we will obtain His knowledge, and then we'll be able to mark, make smart choices. This is the promise of God in this chapter. I will deliver you from the way of evil. That is a great promise. Well, why, why would God make such a promise? Well, look at verse 20. So you'll walk in the way of the good and keep to the paths of righteousness. For the upright will inhabit the land and those with integrity will remain in it. 
but the wicked will be cut off from the land, and the treacherous, will, they will be rooted out of it. Why does God make this promise? To help us. God promises to help us. Knowing this promise is an encouragement to us. And when He offers His wisdom and His knowledge to us, it is to help us. Help us navigate this world because this is not our this is not our home. This is not our future. This is not our destiny. We're navigating this world trying to get to a future home. And His wisdom, His knowledge will help us. And while we're here, those things will bless us. He will absolutely bless righteous living right now. I mean, often we are, we are blessed immediately here. But I know that we're going to be blessed forever there. He will bless right choices. He promises to. And He makes this promise to save us. To save us from the consequences of our sin. To save us from living without the blessings of God. To save us from personal heart, heartache and, and suffering. He makes this promise to help us avoid the negative consequences of acting foolishly. Look, let, let me just wrap this up this way. God wants the very best for you, and He wants the very best from you. He gives you the right to choose His wisdom and His knowledge for yourself. He gives you the right to use it. And if you, if you want His knowledge, if you desire His understanding, if you yearn for His wisdom, if you search for it with all your heart and value it when, when you find it, then, then you will learn to respect Him, and you will obtain those valuable gifts. Those, that knowledge, that wisdom. And you'll be able to make smart choices and live under His blessings. You will avoid the consequences of failing to do so and the things that would stick you back into sin. This is promised to you. You have to go get it. You have to, to read your Bible. You have to listen to podcasts like this one and others. You have to join a Bible study. You have to avoid missing church. Go get his wisdom. You have to have it. But not only that, fight the opposite. Fight the opposite. You should, look, every one of you listening to this should evaluate your friendships. Ask those people to walk the righteous path with you and see how they respond. If not, they're going to lead you down the dark, unlit path. So evaluate your friends. Vow, vow to cut off any negative influences. Maybe it's time to turn off the news. Maybe it's time to turn off the TV. Maybe it's time to quit uh, engaging in those, those unspiritual conversations, simply political conversations on social media. Cut off the negative influences. Renew your passion for the knowledge of God. Renew your passion for knowing God. Be committed to Him in a relationship and stick to that. And you will be able to navigate this world like you wouldn't believe. Look, maybe today you've realized that there's some things that have to change in your life. I ask God to change them. Don't be shy. Ask Him to change them. And if you do not know Christ, admit your sin to Him. Admit your sin to Jesus. He already knows it. He just wants to know if you're going to admit it. Admit your sin to Him. Ask Him to forgive your sins and save you and, and be, begin to guide you through this world to your ultimate home in heaven and follow His rules and promise to live for the glory of His name. If you want that, pray this prayer with me. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. 
I've blown it. I've gone against what you would have that's best for me. And I'm asking you to forgive me and cleanse me and save me for eternity. Help me to to guard my life and, and guide me with your wisdom through this world so that I can reach your home and live forever with you and live with the blessings of you while I'm here. God, I'll do this for your glory and your glory alone if you'll save me. Please save me in Christ's name. Amen. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe that God, in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you'll be saved. And if you prayed that prayer and you meant it, today your name is written in, in His book. Your destiny is aligned with His, and He is now wanting to pour wisdom and knowledge into you. Receive it when He offers it. Look for real truth. Find it in His Word and stick to it. Well, look, if you have any questions about that or just want me to, to pray with you, please email me, mike at fbcclover.com, about anything, and I'll pray with you, and I'll walk through this life with you. Together, maybe we can avoid some of the landmines and some of the people that would drag us back into the mud. I want to pray for you today and encourage you. And so, Father, I ask that you would bless them, help them to walk in spiritually lit places, guide them with your word, preserve them in truth, and save them for eternity. I ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Well, thanks for listening today. We'll start back again next week, back in our Central Doctrine series. We're going to be looking at salvation. It is so exciting to study this stuff and share it with you. So tune back in again next week. Thanks for tuning in again today. Have a great day. Remember, God is pro you. Thanks for listening to the Portable Pastor Podcast. Pastor Mike serves as pastor at the First Baptist Church in Clover, South Carolina. FBC Clover is a church that focuses on loving God, loving people, and making disciples. For more information about our church and our ministries, or to make an online donation, go to fbcclover.com or email us at fbcclover at gmail.com. Until next time. Be blessed. And remember, God is pro-you.